0: Welcome to this edition of Words from the Word of God. Solemn day, a solemn day, if I can say anything about today, what it represents to every true born-again believer. For today, over 2,000 years ago, our Savior, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world, was nailed to a cross at Calvary shed every drop of his precious blood in the ground there, gave his life, he gave it all that we might have it all. He was obedient, obedient, so obedient, even to so much obedience to death, the death of the cross, where it was the Father's will that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the only way that any of us can be saved, the only way that we can live eternally is through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who gave everything that he had. He emptied himself of his majesty in heaven, came here born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, set a perfect example for us to live came here for one purpose and one purpose only and that was to die to pay our sin debt in full by giving his life and every drop of his precious blood that we by faith might accept his redemptive sacrifice on Calvary's cross and that we might be born again into the family of God Heirs and join heirs with him, heirs, sons of God, sons and daughters of God by Jesus Christ. Sinner friend, if you are in in the world and you have continually rejected Christ, and no doubt you have a void in your in your soul, and you're seeking the things of this world to fulfill them, uh, to to take up and fill that void. I'm here to testify to you, I experienced that same thing before I accepted Christ as my Savior. And that void went away the very second that I asked him into my heart to be my Lord, to be my Savior. The day I placed my faith in his redemptive sacrifice at Calvary's cross, he paid a high price for you. You may be wandering through this world, wondering if anyone loves you. Let me tell you something. God so loved you that he sent Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God loves you so much that he willingly gave his son to die in your place on Calvary's cross to pay your sin debt in full that emptiness that you feel inside that is nothing more than sin for sin when it is finished will bringeth forth death the word of god tells us for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord i would like to read some scripture today and that's pretty much what we're going to do is just read scripture today and let the word of God speak to our hearts. Every true born again believer, I speak to you today. You should not only remember the sacrifice of our Savior today, uh, on this Friday, every year uh before Easter, but you should commemorate that in your heart every second of every day. You shouldn't just wait till Easter one time of year. You shouldn't just wait to partake of the Lord's Supper uh, every quarter or every half and you do it at your church. This should be something that we commemorate and are thankful for and praise and glorify and honor our Father who is in heaven And our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, exalting his name, how we live, not just by what we say, but how we live, that we might exalt his name and show the world what he has done for us, how he has changed us and made us a new creature uh, through his blood. People say, well, y'all have a blood religion. I don't have a blood religion. I have a blood-bought relationship with God, my Heavenly Father, who I can cry out and say, Abba, Father, when I need uh, him to meet a need in my life. But that is only by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But without that, but without his giving all, we would have nothing. Without him giving everything that he had, on Calvary's cross, you and I, my friends, would have nothing. We would be nothing, probably hell bound with a hammer down. But I want to read some scripture to you today and we will allow and I pray to the Lord that by his spirit, he will move in hearts today and bring us to the humbleness of knowing that we are nothing apart from him. The word of God tells us here in First John chapter 4, I want to read couple of verses here verses 9 and 10 and we and then we'll move on into isaiah chapter 50 50 and 52 and 53 a few verses there but i'd like for you to get your bibles follow the broadcast now and get your bibles and read along with me as always the word of god says right here first john chapter 4 verse 9 and this was manifested that means it was revealed. And this was revealed the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins, the propitiation. The sacrifice that satisfied God's holiness and righteousness and his judgment upon our sins. The sacrifice, the blood that paid that sin debt in full. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. There is no, uh, putting away of sins there is no forgiveness of sins without the shedding of blood and it was only by the blood of christ that our sins could be forgiven and that we could be redeemed redemption simply means that in its widest form that that is a price paid to purchase to make a purchase uh to bring somebody out of bondage we were in the bondage and you my friend if you're rejecting christ you're living in the world you're in the bondage of satan and sin and the only way that you can be released is by the precious blood of jesus christ the price paid to release you from that bondage but you must first place your faith in him and him alone no other There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We must. It's an emphatic. We must be saved. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. It is only in him and through him and his sacrifice and his blood that we could ever come into the presence of the holy and righteous God. Because when we receive him, we are justified. That means righteousness. The righteousness of God is imputed to us. Uh, and our sin record in heaven is wiped clean. Uh, the word of God tells us in Second Corinthians 5.21, speaking of God and Christ, he said, for he made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That speaks of that justification. Paul speaks of it in Romans chapter 3, especially on through chapter uh, 5. Uh, he talks about justification there in the book of Romans, in his epistle to the believers there in Rome, speaking about that justification that the just shall live by faith. Not by works. There's nothing that we could ever do to earn it, uh, to earn favor with the Lord. For Isaiah says that all of our righteousness, speaking of our self-righteousness, is nothing more than filthy rags, leprous rags before a holy and righteous God. There is nothing of ourself that is lovable. God loved us when we're not lovable, uh, you know, by sin. He hates sin, but he loves the sinner and he wants you to accept his son today i want to read some scripture here in isaiah chapter 50 it says verse 4 the lord god hath given me the tongue of the learned that i should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary he wakeneth morning by morning, he wakeneth my ear to hear the learned. The Lord God hath opened mine ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away my back. Listen, I gave my back to the smiters, and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. And we turn over to Isaiah chapter 52. It says, and verse 13, behold, my servant. Now, this is prophecy of Isaiah. All what we're reading here is the prophecy of Isaiah, speaking of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ that would occur some 700 years later. And Isaiah 52, verse 13 says, behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. As many were astonished at the His visage was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of man. So shall he sprinkle many nations. The king shall shall shut their mouths at him, for that which had not been told them shall they see, and that which they had not heard shall they consider. Then Isaiah asked the question of all questions, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The arm of the Lord has been revealed in the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. So who? The question is, will you believe this report that he died for you on Calvary's cross and be saved? Will you believe it and be saved? Verse 2, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and he, we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. This is why. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, the punishment of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. As all we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way. The Lord hath laid on him. Listen, hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, and he opened yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb before to the slaughter, and as a sheep before a shears is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he is cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put on him he hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin did you hear that when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin he shall see his seed and and shall he shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the lord shall prosper in his hand he shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by the by the knowledge shall his righteous shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquity, therefore will I divide a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he, as was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors that is jesus my lord every strike as he was scourged uh by the romans uh you know it said there that pilate had him scourged and was wont to turn him loose, and and but the people of the crowd there in the Gospels uh, chose Barabbas a murderer over Christ, and shouted, "Crucify him! Crucify him! Crucify him!" And he was yes, we know crucified. He was nailed to a cross. But before he was nailed to the cross, he went through illegal trials. He was beaten, and it says there his visage was marred more than the sons of men. He was beaten beyond recognition. The The hairs of his face were plucked from his face. His back was stricken uh, with a cat of nine tails and that that whip had uh, shards of, of bone and pottery and when it would hit the skin it would stick to the flesh and when they pulled it back the Roman soldier pulled it back it would pull the skin so it would reveal the inward parts the rib cage and the organs it ripped the skin away he was beaten so badly and spied upon and mocked and laughed at he was nailed to the cross a crown of thorns placed upon his head he died there on that cross that day the most brutal death that anyone could die, the crucifixion was a place of shame, but yet he had no sin he had he was perfect and righteous in every way that is the only way that he could die in our place was that there was no sin in him, and not only that but as the the time waned on there uh the the darkness fell upon the whole earth and he cried my God my God why hast thou forsaken me my God my God why hast thou forsaken me sinner friend he was forsaken of his father communion was broken for the first time uh, the first and the last time between the father and the son because all of our sin was placed upon him on the cross and the The father could not look upon his own son who died in our place. When all of our sin was placed upon him, he could not even look upon him. And in some supernatural way, God fired down his judgment from heaven upon all that sin, upon his only son who he loved us enough to sin, to die in our place. Yet we, uh, many men, will reject and laugh and scoff and mock and say, I don't believe that. And it's it's fairy tales and it's nonsense. Let me tell you something, sinner friend. One day you will give an account for every idle word that you speak, especially when you reject so great a salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. I bid you today to find it in your heart. Uh, Listen to that voice calling you today, the Holy Spirit drawing you. If you hear the conviction in your heart, and you would like to place your faith in christ it is it is so simple, a child can grasp it. All you have to do is re- repent, turn from your sins, turn from your sins, and turn to God, placing your faith, all your faith in Christ and his shed blood on the cross. He gave everything that he had, even his life, that you might live eternally through him. Herein is love that God sent his son to be the repitiation for our sins he sent him and let's read that one more time there in first john i want to read this and i'll close i want to read this and we'll close together i want to read this again The lord's leading me here read this along with me first john chapter four verse nine listen closely sinner friend if you're lost out there in the world and you feel like nobody loves you, you need to understand God loves you. And this was manifested, verse 9 of First John chapter 4. And this was manifested, revealed, the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might love, that we might live, that we might live through him. That's life eternal. Herein is love, not that we loved God. I know you say, "Well, I don't believe it. I, I reject it." But you need to understand, it's not about you loving God. It's uh, it's about God loving you. God, herein is love, not that we loved God. That's a fact, but that God that He loved us and sent His Son to be the sacrifice for our sins, sinner friend. There is no greater love that you will ever find. Jesus said, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends, and he laid down his life for you. God loves you so much. I know you know this verse. It is the most well-known verse probably in the whole word of God. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world. And I want you to put your name right there, sinner friend. God so loved me that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Sinner friend, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the word of God says you can't earn it, you can't buy it, you can't work for it. It says, for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It is by the free gift of God's grace. And I ask you today that if you will, just pour out your heart to the Lord and in repentance and turn from your wicked ways and accept the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, his redemptive work there, his blood, and you will be saved. Call out today and say, I want to be saved, Lord. I want you to be my Lord and Savior. And I promise you by the word of God, Not my words, but by the word of God that he will save your soul. And I promise you that you will, according to the word of God, not my words, live and have everlasting life. The only thing that you are facing now is an eternity in the lake of fire, in hell. Jesus died that you might live. You are under the penalty and sentence of death right now. For the wages of sin is death. You're condemned already. The Bible, the word of God does not condemn you. I'm not condemning you. You're condemning yourself. You're condemned already. All I ask you to do is just listen to your heart. With the Holy Spirit drawing you, that voice you hear calling out to you right now is the Holy Spirit. He is drawing you to the Lord. You are not guaranteed another second. You're not guaranteed a tomorrow. Don't wait until it's too late because once you pass away without Christ, you go out into eternity without him and you will only be in hell for eternity into the eternal lake of fire. Oh, sinner friend, know that Christ gave his all on this day over 2,000 years ago that you might have it all in him. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to the next time that we can share in a word from the word of God. God bless.